Hello and welcome to episode 145 of That King Thing, the weekly gaming podcast hosted by us, the King Brothers. I am your eldest sibling and host, Thomas, and I am joined by middle sibling, Joshua. Hello. Okay. And the smallest sibling, James. Hello. Why do you sound like you got your balls in a vice? Because that's where I like them. Okay. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by ballvices.com, <laughs> where if you'd like to put your balls in a vice, head to ballvices.com and check out your very own ball vice today. Joshua is a tried and tested customer. If you leave a review, you get a free like vice cleaning kit. There you go. <laughs> head to ballvice.com today. <laughs> On with the show, guys. And I'm just checking if ballvice.com is real, by the way. Is it? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think it is. We should make it. Is it like the high pole website from last week? Um, Yeah, I should make that as well. So, what have we been up to this week? <laughs> Let's go on with the real show. Balls in vices. <laughs> Joshua, do you want to go? No, I don't. All right, okay. Uh, the, um, main, the main thing that I've done that I don't believe you two have done is I have played the Anthem demo. I just haven't had time to play the Anthem demo, so... So I have had a go on that, which is very good. Don't want good. to ruin it for anyone. How are you going to ruin it for anyone by telling us what's in the demo? don't know. It's pretty basic. A few story missions and what I would imagine is a version of like a dungeon where you go through it and then there's a boss at the end. Does it have like potential? Like kind of thing. You are. Does it have potential? Does it live up to the hype? Yes, it does. Yeah, good. That's what we like. Yeah, but we've thought that about many games in demo, James. Yeah, oh, no. true. The Division in demo was really good as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. The Division game was good as well. It just ended very quickly. Well, exactly. We don't mm, know how this one The Division's be. downfall was a lack of content combined with an interesting combination of mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like combining RPG with shooter is not easy, um, and they didn't make it any easier for themselves with some of the mechanics that they had. Uh, it was interesting because obviously different classes did have different. Well, you could have different abilities, couldn't you, and stuff like that. So you had different yeah. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, but I think. Other shooter-based RPGs make the enemy combat a bit more interesting and not as spongy as what Division did. Yeah, like they're not necessarily better games, but they do a better job of that particular aspect, which I hope is something that they've learned from for Division Two. Um, yeah, well, but we'll we'll see. There's there's more about that shortly. Yeah, um, it works as it is at the minute because it is more of a sci-fi thing. Things are bigger. Things have shields. It sort of makes more sense, health bar wise and stuff like that. So it it seems to all fit in. It's a third person, much better destiny kind of game. Good. Exactly what we thought it was when we saw trailers, which is like Destiny, how we thought it was going to be, with a um, like a tower system where you go back and do your missions and you do your your upgrades and stuff, and then you go back out. 
but you can free roam and stuff, and it just seems a bit more open with the free roam and things. Yeah, like I've watched plenty of it. I've just not played it myself. Yeah. Because I was busy doing other things, so I couldn't physically sit down and play it. But to have it on in the background and see gameplay was possible for me. So I've seen enough of it yeah. to understand it. But 2018's gaming hype letdowns have made me very, very cautious yeah. about being hyped about anything whatsoever. Fallout yeah. being a key example. Many things being a key example. Many things. Is that all you've really played significantly then, Joshua? I've finished all my achievements on Soul Calibur 6, so it's a 100% completed game. I've seen um, that. Not really done much it else. socially, Jesus. Yeah. No, I've, I've you've been, been at work a lot and shit, so... You've, you've been featuring yourself in the social interwebs recently. I've tried. I've tried my best. To... Better, better effort than the previous ones, I'll give you that. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you're never on, you're never on the interwebs, especially the social side of it. No, I'm on the interwebs, just not the social side. I'm on all the ball vice websites. <laughs> the ball vice. <laughs> all the all the ball all vice of them. websites. Like there's loads. Of I want all. I wanted to find one. I'm device. one of the models that they use. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, James, what about you? I want to move away from um, that. <laughs> most significantly for me would be Royale, Royale duos with yourself. You mean the whole four games that you played? <laughs> yeah. That's it? Yeah. It's, I like you it. You played mean. FIFA as well. Yeah, FIFA, by the standard stuff. Yeah. Uh, Realm Royale. But other than that, it's... yeah. Uh, all right then. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. I gave some impressions of the changes that they've made, um, with the with the way that the guns drop now and stuff like that, and that they're now included, and obviously the changes to the classes as well with the mastery. We talked about that. So, what was your impression going back to that game I... last week when you played it with me? I don't like the guns in it. As much as I get why they're there. They just. Oh. I, I think. I, I think I agree with you in a, in a half sense, and that is that I agree with the fact that they could have maybe made a better choice of weapon. Yeah, I like the idea that at those lower rarities, like the common rarity. Yeah, the main thing that's going to drop is the same for everyone. So no one's got because none of the classes that I've seen so far have an advantage with machine guns. There's possibly some skills later on in the tree line that I've not looked at yet. Yeah, um, but as it stands, like quite early on, no one's got a significant advantage with a machine gun or a submachine gun or whatever assault rifle yeah. or a submachine gun. Um. But what I would potentially like is for them to maybe be a little bit more creative considering you've got Thor's hammer-type weapons and staffs for the mage and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd like to see something a little bit more... I don't know. A, a little more thought goes into it than just, let's just put some guns in that's equal yeah. for everyone. yeah. Because then it starts to feel like you're playing Fortnite 
And the reason I like Realm Royale is that it's not Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, like I like the fact that you need specific things to work better with specific classes. And I like the um the like perk tree thing that you get as well. That's good. Yeah, it's it is a good change. I'm I'm all aboard for that. I was I think I was fairly positive about that to begin with because it meant you could customize it. The only thing that I'm still not certain of is how it's going to balance because certain things everybody gets yeah. access to certain things are class specific but then the thing that's still in the balance for me is like if you're playing against somebody that plays that non-stop they're gonna have max mastery on um on one class that they're playing as if not all of them so it doesn't matter what class they play on yeah i'd be interested to see if anyone's reached maximum mastery how long that's taken maybe look at some of those skill trees and see what kind of things they're unlocking at those top ends, stuff like that. It'd be interesting to try and work that out. See, for me, I get your point, but they weren't like, I don't know how to, they weren't like massively changing things. Like there's the odd little one that is quite a big difference, but like, it's just like movement speeds and stuff like that. Yeah. Early doors when we're getting them low level. True. I don't know. But I don't know what they I, are. Like say, I've not even looked down the end of the, yeah. the skill line to see what's at the end. Yeah. So there could be stuff down there that makes a fairly significant difference. Yeah. But we'll see. Like so far, it seems to be working all right. Yeah. Is the general point. Yeah. Just, I wish they'd been a bit more creative than just putting guns in it. Yeah. Like I, I loved it when we first played it, and the second time, I do still enjoy it. But you can literally pick up one of them guns and just spray it everywhere. And end up downing someone. Mm. Whereas when you get one of those shotguns or something like that, you got to be so precise with it. I've got a feeling that that submachine gun might get a little bit nerfed because it is a little bit prey and spray, yeah. and it panders more to free aiming and spraying it than it does aiming down the sights. So, yeah, uh, like so, hip firing it is giving you a bigger advantage than not hip firing it, which. I don't know if that's right or not, but we'll, we'll see what they do with balancing it and stuff like that. No, oh, yeah, I, I like it. They, they, they're good. quite good at listening to feedback. Mm. So, yeah. Um, anything else significant for you? Um, no, not really. Uh, I got diamond for my GKS on card. No one cares. <laughs> So I don't even know what that means. So. It's like you know, you know, an old school cards where you had to get headshots. You know for what the diamond on a gun means, Joshua. Oh, a diamond! You mean when it used to be gold and having a gold gun were good? Yeah, but you, you get it. gold for getting for doing all the challenges for that gun, but then you get diamond for doing it for diamond all for the guns, everything in that class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. So it's like if you golded all the pistols, you used to get diamond. Yeah, right. that's been a, that's been a thing for years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Stuff like Red Tiger and Blue Tiger and all that jazz. Yeah. And then when you've done your headshots, you get like, you got to get 50 kills with no attachments and then yeah, Oh, James, yes. just, just a little update on Realm Royale. I know it's going back to something we've already talked about. Yes. But, but, um, Burst Fire Rifle emerges in the Realm. Beginning today, this is within the last 24 hours as well, so it is like, now ish yeah. as we record. Beginning today, players can now loot a burst right a burst rifle around like the round. Burst rifle fires three shots in rapid succession, yeah. giving it devastating effects over short periods of time. The weapon is versatile and can be used to any class's advantage. Be on the lookout for this new weapon remake. It's way to Realm Royale. 
yeah, yeah. the next few patches. That'd be decent, that. So maybe that'll lower the distribution of SMGs a little bit. Yeah. Because it'll do. spread more between that, the assault rifle, and the SMG. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, for myself, other than those things mentioned, um, I think the main one for me has probably been revisiting Forza Horizon 4 for the Fortunate Island Fortune Island pack. Because um, I got the full release, whatever you call it, Epic Edition, Legend Edition, spent too much money on this game edition, whatever it's called. Um, and that meant that I've automatically got the expansions for the <laughs> first year. So I went back and started doing Fortune Island um, and playing a bit of like all the new events and stuff, exploring the new island. There's some new event types, which is interesting. There's these like more land rushy type events where it is literally just... You know the thing that you get when you're playing them online lobbies? So it's a race, and then it's literally just a land rush from point A to point B, and you can yeah. take whatever route you want. There's no set route. It's basically those events. They're like official events now. So there's a, a set marker, and you've got to get to another set marker within the time limit um, and stuff like that. So there's a couple of new bits like that. Really nice-looking place as well, even if it is quite rainy and stormy a lot it's or at least it has been while i've been playing it because it's currently autumn in game i think that might have changed today maybe trying to remember what day the week the seasons reset each week but um it's not going to help going from autumn to winter anyway it's only going to get worse but it'd be actually pretty cool to see that place in snow because um it is, like I say, really nice looking. Um, it's definitely got that sort of Outer Hebrides, sort of Scottish small island feel about it that they were going for. Um, and the new weather is pretty scary at times. <laughs> With All the right. lightning storms and stuff like that. So, And there's, oh, there's this, an awesome road in there called... Um, oh, what is it now? can't remember the name. Oh, it's escaping me. But there's this really cool road that's like a a really twisty mountain climb. And it's one of those that, like, if they were on top of the mountain shooting it on Top Gear or the Grand Tour or something like that, you'd look at it and be like, that looks amazing. It's like one of those kind of roads, just twisty left and right and left yeah. and right, snaking down the hill. Um, and it's really good fun to drive up or down it for that matter. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my favourite part of that section of the map so far, anyway, that I've spent significant time on. Uh, but yeah, if you've got access to Fortune Island as part of what you bought for Forza and you've not tried it yet, I do recommend it. I would say go check it out. Yeah. Um, good bit of content added to it as well. Good like good amount of content so far. I've had two fairly significant play sessions at it, and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm halfway through yet. I might be about halfway through in terms of the levels that you can earn. I'm about level five out of ten, or at least the levels that you need to earn for the achievements is ten. Um, but I've like I've only done one of the treasures, and there's ten of those to solve. There's tons of new stunt jumps and stuff. So, yeah, definitely recommend it if nobody's tried it yet, or if people haven't tried it yet. 
So, and that is that. Um, so, I guess with that, we can move on to mm-hmm. the news. Yeah, why not? News. News. Ah, I didn't do it this week. Right, let's start at the beginning. Um, PUBG Lite is a thing, and it has entered open beta now. Um, it is basically a free-to-play, scaled-back version of PUBG, uh, and the idea of it is that it's to work on lower-spec PCs, so it's obviously only a PC thing at the minute. Um but it is out there. Um, the whether it will sort of bring a new, almost generation of players to the game, and whether that's his intention, I don't know, because they're obviously targeting the fact that um, people, not everyone has. A PC yeah. capable of running PUBG on the higher settings, and that's sometimes a bit of a a disadvantage, I guess. Um, yeah, the fact that it's free, uh, and the fact that it will remain free no matter what, is the interesting thing. Really, um, it strikes me as like a free to play test run, like a dry run of. If we go free to play, this this is the requirement. Will we be able to compete with yeah, the other stuff yeah. that's free to play at the minute? Will it bring us back into the mainframe? Is like probably what the what they yeah. dry much, running with that. How I don't much know. Extra money does this one game generate? How much yeah. would it run if everyone else was getting it for free as well? Yeah. Um, allegedly, at the moment, as as we put the episode out, it's only working in certain regions, so um, it's only officially live in Thailand, of all places. But then again, the game's developed over there, isn't it? So it makes sense that yeah, that's the first audience that they put it out to, I guess. Um, I think the idea would probably be to roll it out to more worldwide audiences sooner rather than later but it's i think the other idea with that is um i've seen a quote which is like they want to try it in areas where it is more difficult to to afford or to acquire the hardware that's needed to run the standard pubg as well um so the idea of targeting places where the economy doesn't allow that or whatever the resource doesn't allow that but people do pc game they just need lower requirements i guess that's maybe another reason yeah. for that if if that's what they're saying that they want to try and target first um what i might try and do is get in it via a, um a proxy see if we can get in it on a proxy and just shoot up some some people who are like yeah i can finally play pubg and then, like all these seasoned players, <laughs> just turn up on proxies and be like, "Nope, <laughs> it's our welcome space. to welcome to PUBG, yeah. bitches." Yeah, welcome to PUBG, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Um, so that's that. Um, I've got a feeling it's going to sit somewhere between the mobile version and the I don't know. I want to say the console version, but the console version is more or less on par with the PC version these days, isn't it? I know it's not quite there, 
but no, more but it's or less getting it's, closer so... and closer, isn't it? There's less updates for the PC before the yeah. Xbox has got that next step towards it at the minute. So yeah. at some point so... they'll be on par with each other. Yeah. Be interested to see how it affects the player base though. And if yeah, it if it does work, then you never know. There might be some elements of free to play in some way. Yeah. Added to current PUBG, maybe. Um, don't know. Um Metroid Prime 4. So this was originally revealed way back at E3 2017. If you remember one of Nintendo's pre-recorded videos that they do every year, there was just a big Metroid Prime styled 4 that came up on the screen, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. And we've sort of heard bits and pieces about it since. But this week, um it was basically confirmed that the game has not been scrapped completely, but the existing development up to now has been stopped and restarted with Retro Games, who have developed the previous Metroid Prime games since it became Metroid Prime, which was yeah. GameCube era, so like early 2000s. Yeah, the first one was Wii GameCube. So. so they did the GameCube ones, they did the Wii ones, um, and then now they're going to be doing this one for the Switch. Yeah. Um, the exact quote is a well, I said the exact quote, it's quite a lot of it. There's a little three minute YouTube video about it, but the general message that's being put across is that at Nintendo they weren't happy with what was coming out mm. uh, of the Metroid <clears throat> Prime development up to this point, and effectively they're saying that they've decided to make this decision of we would rather stop now and say to you as as consumers that this is not meeting our standards and we want better so we're bringing retro games back in and just starting again um all, all games so it's it basically the, the the, the shortest bit of the quote that I'll, I'll sort of cover is, it says, from this perspective, we have determined that the current development status of Metroid Prime 4 is very challenged, uh, and we have had to make a difficult decision as a development team. We've decided to re-examine the development structure and change it. I wonder how long ago they pre-recorded this one. <laughs> and how long ago... Probably not long before it went out, in fairness. <laughs> needed. Like, what makes them think, you know what, no, stop. What could have been bad enough about it to make them stop Yeah, it. to be honest, off the top of my head, I can't remember who was originally doing it before Retro took it on. Um, I genuinely can't remember who it was. I'll try to Google it up. Yeah, try and, try and find out. Um, see... I do remember it being thrown around that it was possibly Bandai Namco, but I can't see him like pulling a game away from Bandai Namco like that, unless something... Reports later suggested that Bandai it. Namco was working on the game in some capacity. Bandai Namco oh, has go. collaborated with Nintendo on multiple Smash Bros. games, but its involvement with Metro Prime has never confirmed. Never been confirmed. See, I do, I, that's the other thing. I don't think they've ever said who was doing it before. No. Don't know. There's something mentioned here about someone called Armature Studio. Um, Don't recognise that name. Key members of the Prime development team leaving to establish Armature Studio, so probably not them. It doesn't really say. Nope, fair enough. No. 
Um, so that's that. So if you were looking forward to Metroid Prime 4 anytime soon, don't count on that. Cause... I possibly was. I've played the others. Well, I, yeah. I was interested in it, don't get me yeah. wrong, but I wasn't thinking, oh, we might get more about that. This It wasn't like on the forefront of my mind. And to be honest, I wouldn't say I'd forgotten about it until this announcement last week. Well, in the last few days. Um, but I sort of, you know what I mean? It just wasn't at the forefront of my mind of, ooh, Metroid like, Prime 4 like has got to be getting closer. Games. Not a lot of people sit yeah. there and wait for them, but I'll go, Darksiders 3 is ready. And yeah. It's out and shit like that. Well, now you're going to have to wait a longer time for Metroid Prime 4. It's Darksiders 4 next. <laughs> True. Um, Metro Exodus has joined The Division 2 as being sold on Epic Game Store and not Steam. Um, the thing that is catching people's attention more than anything on this is the fact that it's only about two weeks until it releases. It's February yeah. 15th. So it's just over two. So, it's yeah. like two and a half yeah. weeks at the time that this was announced. And there's a lot of people out there who have already made pre-purchases on Steam. And Steam are now no longer allowed to sell Metro Exodus. The solution that's been presented is that anyone who had already pre-purchased Metro Exodus on Steam will still have access to the game via Steam. They will also have access to any updates and they will also have access to any DLC, but they won't... Nobody else is allowed to then go and yeah. buy Metro Exodus now from Steam. Right. Um, so the pre-orders have been The fulfilled. other thing that then infuriated people was the fact that after this... Um, I'm trying to think of what the developers are called now. Deep Silver. Deep Silver then continued to post updates on Steam about the game, saying, we've got a new trailer for this particular class, or we've got a new trailer for this gun. It's like, really? <laughs> You've just <laughs> taken the game away from everyone on that platform, and now you're going to... And it was probably like a, a misclick by somebody at the marketing team, yeah. not realising what they've done, but it definitely <laughs> hit a nerve with a lot of people. Mm. Um, and it, it brings back this argument of our Epic Games store a proper threat to the likes of Steam. And we've talked about before the fact that um, Epic Games are willing to give a bigger cut of game sales back to the developers which is nice for the developers. But a lot of people are starting to question at what cost that actually is going to be at. Because yeah. obviously if Epic Games aren't keeping as much of a cut, there's going to be less... Um, you'd Well, you'd expect there'd be less development time put into their store platform. Um, so I've seen a few comparisons and... I was going to read this list, basically, and I've, I've not had a chance to use Epic Games Store yet, so I'm holding my hands up as I'm a little bit of a neutral on this because I've not had a chance to use it, so I've not experienced it. Mm. But I'm going to read you a list of things that Steam has and then see if you basically guess, see if you think Epic Games Store has them. So cloud-based saving so you can play across multiple devices. 
Probably not, no. <laughs> it does not. Epic Games Store does not have that. Steam does. Um, a user profile for your yeah, account. You'd think so. Nope. It doesn't. <laughs> so what do you do when um, you're playing online? Who knows? Um, user reviews of products bought got to have Epic that. Store. Well, yeah, it's a shop. What? It's a shop. Nope. No, nope. It's a, no, no, to- no to- user Thomas. reviews against Thomas. anything. It's a shop. It has to have that. <laughs> no user reviews. What the um, fuck? Game forums for people to discuss the I'm games going with in the question. Trends, that's no. what I was <laughs> Correct. There are no game forums. Um, mods for games that are on the store. No, um, definitely yeah. not. No. You're correct to say no. Um, Steam has Steam Workshop. Epic Game Store at this moment in time has nothing. Oh, my God. Um, friends list and chat. Yes, because you have got Epic to have that. Friends already on Fortnite and in Epic Games. I know I have Epic Friends, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not the, that's not the thing it would be. Epic Brothers. Now, <laughs> you are right in saying it does have a friends list and chat system. Yeah. So that's one thing it has. Um, groups. groups. I'm assuming by this it means... Um, community groups, clubs like on Xbox. Similar, yeah. No, it uh, doesn't have them. Steam has a similar thing. It doesn't. You're right. Um, <laughs> item trading, as in if you've got um, spare keys or anything like that, or DLC or whatever things like that. No. No, this is the shops. What? This is Steam versus Epic Games. No. That was a shit joke, by the way. He's definitely not got that. Um, I, I'm not even going to carry on reading because there's fucking loads of them. Um, stream to another device. You can't do that. But Steam, obviously, you can connect to different devices. You've got the Steam link, stuff like that. Um, broadcasting, screenshotting. Just lo- loads of stuff that Steam have built into their ecosystem that... Yeah, fair enough. Epic Games will give the developers a better cut, but and granted, I will you know yeah. before anyone says, "Oh yeah, but Epic Games is a brand new thing. You wouldn't expect it to have all this stuff." I agree. Nobody's saying it should have all those things, but a couple of those things feel like very fundamental basics, yeah. uh, such as reviewing media and games that you have purchased through the store, because. I, I I can't unfortunately quote the person directly because I've not got the thread that I was reading in front of me. But I saw one very I found insightful comment at least when I was l- looking at this over the last week, and it was along the lines of um, the fact that the Epic Store does not have reviews. Yeah, means I am very unlikely to purchase anything off it because despite Steam reviews sometimes being a bit of a joke and it's a bit of a meme to write a funny, nonsensical Steam review, generally speaking, you can get a good vibe of what a game is like before making a purchase. Um, And they said, yes, you shouldn't take things like that at full face value, but it gives you uh, just an idea of what to expect. Um, And the fact that Epic Games Store does not have this means he fe- this person felt it would entice developers to release half-arsed, unfinished stuff 
far more often through Epic Game Store than what would happen on Steam because you've seen the review response that happens on Steam. Like, I remember watching it happen for, um, I forgot what it's called, um, that Ark reskin. Conan Exiles. No, the Ark no. reskin from the other week. Oh, um, Atlas or whatever it's called. Oh, Atlas, thank yeah. you, Joshua. Atlas, yeah. So that got immediately hit with all these review comments of, like, obviously not recommending the game and, and listing things that basically to people were indicating this is just an Ark reskin. If you don't like Ark, definitely don't buy this game. And so on and so forth. And I took, I did, as a consumer, I decided to take those with a pinch of salt and, and think it can't be as bad as people are saying. Continue to then purchase and play the game and basically wished I'd trusted those reviews. Thomas and you wouldn't get that sad. on an Epic Game Store because you can't review anything. So, a perfect, like, that to me is a very key one. The other one is um, the. As far as I'm aware, I've seen online as well that the Epic Games Store doesn't um, uh, comply with GDPR. How? So technically, anything that is sold in Europe is illegally sold. Yeah, that's what I would just... Because it doesn't comply with GDPR laws. How can it not do that? Because of the way that they don't adhere to the data protection laws... So once you're putting your information into that system, it's not covered by the GDPR laws of yeah. the EU. So anyone um, can have our data. That's going to cause... And that's bank details, address detail, everything. Everything you need to purchase a game, which is everything you need. Well, in, in fairness, I don't want to get too involved in this particular aspect of it because no, but... I've not had time to properly research what they're doing and what doesn't comply, but it strikes me very much of the fact that it's been heavily brought up and focused on um, in a lot of areas that it's probably something to take pretty seriously. Yes. Um, And there's a lot of concern flying around about that. Now, I know GDPR is a bit of a it's a bit of a difficult thing to understand from a lot of people's perspective here in the UK and and to be honest, Europe and people who work in a business that deal with people's data will definitely understand it a lot more because they'll have probably come face to face with GDPR like um, processes and data handling techniques and all that kind of stuff that's changed. Yeah. But in short, it is to do with the practices involved in what data they keep, why they keep it, and how they store it. So the idea is that they're not keeping any of your personal data unnecessarily, and the the data that they do keep, because it's for legitimate reasons, is stored and dealt with correctly. Yeah. And now, you're able which to... bits of it exactly, like I say, I've not had enough time to look into yeah. the the breaches but the fact that um these posts on reddit detailing specific areas that have brought people to concern that have got sort of thousands and thousands and thousands of upvotes tens of thousands of upvotes in some cases people are definitely 
taking serious note of this mm. and there's a lot of people very um very cautious about getting involved with the epic game store because of this and this is something that people were pointing out back in december so it's not it's not even a it's not even like a recent thing it's not just like oh they've taken metro away from us so let's find a reason to boycott them it's something that's been going on for over a month now. And the weird thing is as well, if you actually try and look up the Epic Game Store and GDPR as like a thing, the only thing that comes up is articles about how um, it, it doesn't comply. Not anything to do with a, a statement from them about what, will be changed about it or or why they've made the choices they have, whatever. I haven't noticed anything like that anyway. So, yeah. It's all going to blow up, I think. It's potentially going to blow up in the face, definitely. Um, There's a potential for that. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to move away from it anyway because it's not a fun topic to talk about. We've got the gist of it and it'll just turn into ranting if, if we're going too far. Um, in other things to rant about, <laughs> um, EA have now officially removed FIFA points in Belgium after months of ongoing legal debate and such like about whether what they do is related to gambling and the gambling laws in Belgium. Um, you remember a while back when all this came up, mm-hmm. certain yeah. developers like Blizzard, they took loot boxes out of things like Overwatch and stuff like that. So people, when posed with this threat from Belgium of we think this is gambling and we'll take you to court over it they just removed the item for those things EA tried to fight it and 18 months or so down the line have gotten absolutely nowhere Yeah, Belgium um, have won it's because they think the Billy Big Bollocks well imagine how much money they've probably wasted in yeah. court proceedings if that's what's been going yeah. on um, like it's it's a law that they've got, just fucking abide to it. It's not being dickness. It's not all well, about money. The thing is, like, I don't know. I don't know how much of a solution that is because what you've now got is a very unfair situation where everyone else in the world can buy FIFA points to buy Ultimate Team cards. And um, people in Belgium can't. So it's not really a win for anyone except the Belgian governments who don't want that stuff going on. (laughs) Did they let kids buy Pokemon card packs in Belgium? Mm, I don't know. Because I don't know because I'm not Belgian and I've never lived there. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering. It's the exact I've same been to Belgium, but I've never lived there, and definitely never lived there in or, you know or I mean, visited though. at a time where I wanted to purchase Pokemon cards. You know what I mean? Though opening up a pack of cards like that is gambling, and that's all it is. Mm, no, I think the thing that you're getting at here, though, is you're saying the exact same thing as EA, yeah. but having trying to have the opposite effect with it. EA's argument was. Well, it's just a pack of cards. You know you're going to get 10 of them. You just don't know what they're going to be. Yeah. And so they're like, it's not gambling because you're definitely going to get 10 gold cards. It's just you don't know which cards it's going to be. Yeah. But I don't know if it is as straightforward as that and as cut and dry as that. Not with a game where it could 
be fixed, so you don't get them unless you buy so many. They're but my point is fixed. It's well, exactly. The, well, the point the point of trading cards are slightly different because mm. I think that at face value, every trading card has the same value. Yes, over time, something might be considered rarer, harder to get, whatever. But generally speaking, most trading card things yeah. are, are available in equal measure yeah. because, yeah. as well, the other thing EA tried to compare the FIFA packs to was um, the Panini sticker albums. Mm. And the whole argument against that was, well, every single sticker is printed exactly enough times to fill every book and some. So they and they're all printed. Every sticker's printed the same number of times. They're just randomly distributed in packs. Yeah, so like, every... so yes, somebody might get lucky and fill a book in exactly the minimum number of packs. Somebody else might need to buy ten times the number of packs. Yeah. But it is it is pure. Everything is basically produced at the same level, which is the difference. I think. Yeah, like they make fifty books, one hundred percent possible to achieve one card. Yeah, it's not 100% possible to achieve a Ronaldo, a Messi, and a Zidane in X number of... Zidane? I don't know why I yeah. said Zidane. But you know my point. Like, <laughs> no, like yeah, yeah. it's not it's not 100% achievable. Yeah. And to try and be more transparent about it, I don't know if you will have seen this, James, but EA recently put the odds of get what you'd get in that pack on the packs in Ultimate Team. And some of the I odds are ridiculous. Playing. Like to get a player of the week, it's less than one percent, is what it says. Yeah. It doesn't even give you an exact figure. It just says less than one percent. See, the the thing that I always find with the argument about gambling is like the point you've just made, Josh, about people say going out buying Pokemon packs and yeah. stuff like that. They're legit, real, and printed. It's true. Whereas the Ultimate Team, yeah, packs it's a are a virtual game. thing yeah. that they could literally just randomly generate as you purchase that yeah, pack. Yeah, and whereas and when you go to a shop and you buy, you as well. yeah, yeah, and when you go to a shop and buy something that's been printed and produced, so it's a physical thing. Yeah. So to me, it's completely different. Do you know? It, here's another example of that, and and I know it's not, it doesn't really transition that that well, but. My ultimate team account broke many years ago. Talking, don't know, FIFA fifteen, maybe FIFA sixteen, something like that. And my yeah. only choice, according to them, was to make a new ultimate team and start using that new ultimate team instead of because you know when you start each year and it carries forward like your name and things like that, yeah, and you've got yeah, that yeah. established in whatever year it is. <laughs> My yeah. established in is now something like 2016, 2017, when yeah, it, should have, it should have been the very first year because I've always yeah. played it since the first year. But because they decided that my account had somehow corrupted, they never even explained to me why. I had a whole a six-month argument with them about it because I didn't want to start a new one. Like. Yeah. Any money that I spent on those previous years of Ultimate Team is gone. Yeah. Because if I try and log I in on those that. old games, it doesn't recognize my old Ultimate Team anymore. It's yeah. it's completely gone. So they've literally taken away those purchases from me. Yeah. Which is part of the problem. I, I, I think. had a I had a massive argument with them when they first brought in that price cap. 
that really infuriated me that because I I worked so hard to save up. You know, back in heyday when Bundesliga team was like the way to go when you had like Robin and stuff like that playing. Um and they were they cost you fucking millions. Like it cost you so mm. much coins on that. And I'd I'd managed to build up my team, got everyone, they were all like informs and stuff. I'd got a really good team. Then they brought in this price cap. And it was literally about ten percent of what I paid. And I was like, are you literally telling me I've spent all this time on this game to play this for you then to introduce a price cap and not even say like, oh, we apologise that we've done this and you spent all this time and we'll give you a pack or we'll do something. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a few free packs or something stupid like that. But nah, got naff all fuming. But, but that's also just your time and effort. There's not money. That's that's their loophole. It's like, well, it's not our fault. You just sat on your coins. That's, that'll be their point. Yeah, it's you... shit. Anyway, it's another shit thing that I don't want to talk about anymore because we've talked about it, <laughs> and it's it's all bollocks. Um, EA Sports. It's wank. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Division Two. We were talking about it a little bit earlier in, in sort of prequel. What have we been doing? But yeah. Division Two has a beta. As of the seventh of Feb for four whole days, um, it's a closed beta, but anyone can register for it. And from what I can see, if you register, you get access. It's just that it won't be completely open. Um, so it sounds like they will possibly email a code or enable your um chosen account because you can only pick one platform so you can pick to have it on pc xbox ps4 so i imagine that they'll enable your gamer tag to have access or your psn id to have access and so on yeah um but that'll be interesting so i've registered myself for that it's pretty straightforward you just go to the division two site and it says be in the private beta yeah um and like say from what i can see if you register, you get access. It's just that they want... I'm guessing they want to know exact numbers so yeah, they don't have the an anthem numbers. issue where they put the server live and within an hour they go, oh, shit, everything's full. We didn't think this many people <laughs> were going to join it. No, Even fuck. though they knew what to expect because they'd specifically given access to people and then said, here's three codes for your friends. So they knew technically how many people could be out yeah. there playing it, yeah. yeah. So, but there you go. Maybe they just didn't expect them all at once immediately, but that's a fool's mistake, in my opinion. There you go. Um, at least it worked eventually and didn't take too long to sort it. <laughs> um, and then the biggest news of the week this week farming simulator Joshua is getting a European esports league. With a prize pool of quarter of a million euros. You have to be good at it, yeah. though, and not just fuck around in a tractor like I did. Um, I don't know exactly what the competitions are going to be yet. This is a very half-assed news story. I just saw a headline, and I took it. Okay, then. crops the best? <laughs> I don't know any details. That is I don't probably know anything. It, I just know there is a story out there. That's, it's so. cool, that, though. I like that shit games like that get the uh, get the Well, time. you say shit games like that, it's like a top 20 game on PC. 
Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not so he's like literally that. in the top twenty it's played games in on PC. Game, full stop. To be honest, and it's it's on Game Pass now. I think on Xbox. To be honest, I think anyway. I don't think the most recent race tractors. I think it's the last one. Yeah, possibly. Is it not year I don't by know what year? The last one was. I don't know if there's one every year, but the most recent one is 2019. That's the one that the esports. Yeah, is I think it's 2018. That's on Game Pass. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Well, maybe people should, on the back of this, go try it out, see if you've got a newfound talent in it, and if so, enter the European Esports League, win some dollar-dollar. Well, Euro-Euro. Euro-Euro. GDPR protected Euro-Euro. Exactly. Can't win it in Belgium. Um, That's as gambling. Winning a competition it's that requires gambling. skill is not classed as gambling anywhere, James. Full <laughs> I stop. Know. I know. So... Anyway, moving on to something that's a little bit outside our usual remit, but I wanted to mention it just just because. Um, loyal listener of the show, HJO1403, is doing a coast-to-coast bike ride in early March in just a, over a month's time. Um, and he is basically riding with two of his teammates from his American football team, and they are riding across the country from Morecambe to Bridlington which for people who don't know where those places are is the West Coast, the East Coast here in the North. And it's around 170 miles across two days. Um, They're trying to raise £1,000 for Sheffield's Children's Hospital here in the city where we, that King Thing, are based and a number of our listeners are based. So if you have the time and inclination to help him out, it would be much appreciated by us here. Um, if you want to do so, I will get on sharing his posts about his just giving page. Um, or if you want to try and find him yourself, he is HJO, so that's the letters HJO, 1403 on Twitter. Find him, and he's got a pinned tweet on his account as well. But as I say, I will retweet that and try and share the Facebook post and things. Uh, so if anyone would care to help them towards that target, it would be much appreciated by them and us here um, as a supports a lovely children's hospital here in Sheffield. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that goes through my old stomping ground in Cumbria. No, it doesn't. Does it not go through Paradale? It doesn't go where you lived. No, no, but it goes through Cumbria. It might, it might skim Cumbria at some point, but probably not. Because they're oh. gonna they're gonna come down and then across. They come down through Lancashire and then across Yorkshire. Uh, must not so be I doubt that they'll go through Cumbria, but you never know. Ask him; he'll know the route. He's, he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him, not me. Give me your GPS location. <laughs> it's time to play a game. See if for once I can fade it out without ending it. Well done. I did it! Well done. Yes! So, this week marks the first week. Can't get my words out. It's the first week of point scoring action in 2019. So, it's my turn to host because I hosted the first pointless one and you two have recently done one. So I've come up with a game. Um, obviously, the winner of this will take the first points of the year and have themselves on the way to non-forfeit land. 
<laughs> I want to be there this time. Yeah, well... I feel like I'm giving you two a head start when I do the first game. Sometimes. Well, no, because then but... you get two in a row. I don't get two in a row for a little while, to be honest. So after my game next week, James don't get two. James gets You could have gone this now. week. I did offer it out there and said, I'm exceptionally busy with work this week. <laughs> do either of you want to host a game? And you both just went... Nah, you did the first pointless one, so you do it. I so put, I was like, fine, I whatever. put all my brain cells into on the clock last week, oh, so I can't really donate I anymore. I don't doubt one bit that all your brain well, cells went into that game, Joshua. I do not doubt it at all. <laughs> you best get your brain cells back in gear because it's time for Venn Diagrammer. Oh, <laughs> oh. I just got a tingle in my dingle. <laughs> it's it's one of the listener favourites, is Venn Diagrammer. I was literally struggling for time and inspiration for a game, so I went back to a, an old favourite of Venn Diagrammer. I'm going to have to order um, a magical box for and next week now. somehow came up with 12 <laughs> questions in Venn Diagrammer. Um, but being classic Venn diagrammer is buzzer based. Um, for those of you who are wondering what the fuck this word Venn diagrammer is and what we are talking about, um, I will briefly try and explain. Um, I'm going to get an old Venn diagrammer question up just for um, old time's sake so that it's easier to explain. But Venn diagrammer is the merger of two words Venn diagram and grammar. Yeah. The cross section in the middle, like a Venn diagram. And it's about words, so grammar. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've done. I've taken two words. One of them is usually a game or something related to a game. And the other one can sometimes be another game, but is generally like a random word to try and make a funny combined word. So to give an example for the listeners, here's an old one. Um... So, oh, here's a here's an old one that includes two games just to double up the the thrill. So it's a switch platformer with hats uh, and a controversially barren pirate game. Oh, this this shows how fun this week's game's going to be. Pirate game. Oh my god! Come on, it's oh my god. So I know what game you're about with Switch, but I can't remember. Pirate Is that Mario Kart? No, not Mario it, Party. No, it's older than Mario Party. Remember, this is from a very old episode. This this is from like nearly a year ago. This this particular one. Um, <sighs> if it helps, James got it right on the day. Oh, did I? <laughs> Fucking <I> hell! <laughs> oh, I should have got an easy. Should have done an easier one, shouldn't I? For fuck's sake! Um, Switch, oh, Mario, pl- Mario Odyssey of Thieves. Thank you, That's James. Yes. There you go. Super Mario Odyssey of Thieves. That's really hard to say. Super Mario. <laughs> it is, it is very hard to say. Why am I struggling with Super this way? Go, go through most of them from the past, Thomas, and tell us how many James has got. Yeah, James gets most of them. Yeah. Um, well although, done, James. Congratulations. There was one game that I was looking at that ended Joshua 23, James 4. Uh, that wasn't Venn Diagrammer, though. I think that was a game of... I think it was called Where Am I? And I was describing where I was in like three steps. And if you got it on the first one, you got three points, two, and then one thrashed. It was <laughs> one I did very well on that game then. Can we play that game yeah, instead? We'll give you half hour to make it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we're going to play Venn Diagrammer. So hopefully everyone at home now understands how Venn Diagrammer works. If you don't, 
you'll probably get it as James screams his own name and <laughs> shouts, Street Fighter! Street Fighter! Street Fight Terminator! <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is more or less spot on. <gasps> Street Fight Terminator! Street Fight Terminator! Street... <laughs> James... <laughs> So yeah, there's there's some nostalgia for all you long term <laughs> listeners. Um newer listeners that have not heard that before. Let's make some more nostalgia for you. <laughs> Question one. <clears throat> it's the biggest Battle Royale game out there right now, and it's what it gives me whenever I try and play it. James. Go on. Fort Nightmares. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nil one to James. Yeah. <laughs> There's only 12 of these as well, remember, so... Um, it might not be a very long game if James is going to get him that quick. Um, we talked earlier about it being exclusive to the Epic Store and something you'd clean with. Um, Joshua. Oh, Joshua. Metro Exoduster. Oh, yes, I, got it. I can't even say it. Metro Exoduster. <laughs> one one. Okay, so question three. It's the owners of Xbox and something you might install on one of their PCs. James. Yes, James. Microsoftware. Yeah, these first few are pretty easy. Yes, that is correct. I got it. One, one, two. Okay, question four is Mario's former gorilla nemesis, or would it be gorilla former nemesis? Yeah. And something you might say to someone who has just succeeded at something. Joshua. James. That was just Joshua. Just. Donkey congratulations. Donkey congratulations. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you for my donkey, donkey congratulations. <laughs> donkey congratulations on your donkey congratulations answer. Thank you. <laughs> that makes it 2-2. Two, two. Um, question five. Um, so this is a farming simulator and role-playing game um, combined with an anxiety or withdrawal relief drug. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I'm going to say this anyway, Joshua. Go on, Joshua. Harvest Moonshine. No. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect one for future, knowing that down. Harvest Moonshine. You're welcome. I deserve that's a point gonna for be being in the creative. Next, I guarantee you 100% that is in the next edition of Venn Diagrammer. I can't think of any more farming games other than farming sim. Joshua. Yes, Joshua. No, that's the same thing. I will pass. I've I've said said it, but I don't know what I'm going to say. I can't think of any other farming simulator games other than farming simulator. It's like a almost eight bit style, sort of top down, very Harvest Moon. Um, oh, go on. What's the other one called? Um, Oh, for God's sake. Animal Crossing type. Sort of manage a farm and grow crops and interact with other characters kind of game. Very popular. It's been around on PC for a long time and it's more recently come to consoles. I have not got a clue with that. 
what's the second bit? It's uh, a, an old name for an anxiety or withdrawal relief drug. Um, I'll give you that drug's real name if you want, but yeah. I don't think that'll help you. So nowadays, it tends to get referred to as diazepam, which is like a, it's still the same thing. Former Mars. Like, that cheers me. Uh, up. I've got that bit. You've got that bit. I've got that bit. This is on you then, Joshua. Because I don't have it's a the first bit. The first bit is a is a farming and role play game. I can't get the first bit in my head at all. I'm blanking big time. Oh, do you want me to give you the name of the drug and see if it helps you get the game? Yeah, yeah. go on then. So the drug is Valium. Valium. Joshua. Yes. Not Farmville, but Farm Valium. Um, okay, you, you're on the right lines with <laughs> Valley being the second word, which is why it's Valium. But it's not Farm Valium. Oh, come on, oh, brothers. Oh, no, now... What's it fucking called? Something yeah, now valley. you know it. Some Oh, no. No shit, it's something Valley. No, oh, my God. But I've heard of it and I know... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna now give you. Let me see what I can give you for it. I'm gonna give you release schedule. Um, it it won Breakthrough Game Award at the 2016 Golden Joysticks, and it won Best Simulation um, at the NAV GTR Awards in 2016 as well. There's also been um, an iOS version that came out last year. Just putting that out there as well. Mm-mm-mm is a farming simulation game primarily inspired by the Harvest Moon video game series. The start of the game, the player creates their character who becomes um, the recipient of a plot of land, including a small house once owned by his or her grandfather in a small town called Pelican Town. <laughs> Joshua. I'm just going to... Go on, Joshua. Pelican Valium? <laughs> no, it's Stardew Valley, you idiots! Okay. James! I mean, say Shadow Moon Valley. Stardew Valium. James, it had already been passed at this point because neither of you had gotten it. It's Shadow Moon Valley somewhere in World of Warcraft. Stardew Valley? No, Shadow it's not Moon in World of Warcraft. Valley. Shadow Moon Valley is in World of I Warcraft. I kept thinking yes. Shadow Moon for some reason. Shadow Moon Valley is in the. Latter stages of Burning Crusade, yeah, and it was like an end, not an end game zone, like a, a sixty odd to seventy level zone yeah. in there, and it's, it's also really featured in some it? of the others. Um, it's the where Black Temple is. That's it. Yeah, Black Temple. I believe. Yeah, I, I kept getting that stuck Temple. in my head, and I knew that was from WoW, and that's what was pissing me off. Yeah. Anyway, some, some wow nerd knowledge for you all there. Unfortunately. Uh, okay, the next one is the lead character of Hitman and a chain of American convenience stores. James. Yes, James. Agent 40 is... 7-Eleven. Yes, yes. You, I nearly made you pass that then. <laughs> I was trying to think. <laughs> and that's yeah, the that point. Was, you're supposed to know it when you buzz. <laughs> so... Uh, yes, James, when you try to think, it is <laughs> You can hear it. <laughs> the steam. Uh, next question. I've lost count of which it is because one of them didn't get points. I think this is number seven. 
um, space exploration game that has seen a, a slight revival and the name for a tall building. James Joshua. It was James first. No Man's Skyscraper. Boom! It was No Man's Skyscraper. Well done. Yeah. What's the score? Uh, it is 4-2 four four two. Two to you. Yes. At the moment. So that means that was question seven, as I suspected. This is question eight. This is the developers of Forza and a type of junction they might put in one of those games. James. James, straight oh, in there. Oh, shit. Joshua, no, you can't, I know it. You can't be doing it. that and passing to Joshua t- because... Oh, I know it. Don't start terminating. <laughs> <laughs> is it my I go heard now? You, I heard you faking Terminator noises. <laughs> is it my go now? Yes, Joshua, you can answer. Play Groundabout. Play Groundabout, oh. yeah. It sounds really weird to say out loud. Does, yeah. When I'd written it down and said it in my head, it sounded legit. And now I've said Play Groundabout, it sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds like a disease. It sounds like, it sounds like yeah, something it you go like to prison kind of... for. <laughs> what? I don't understand. But I don't Moving think I want away to from know. that, because I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, question number nine is a first-person Warhammer adventure game and the improper name for a tsunami. <laughs> this one's probably one of the hardest ones because I don't know if you'll know what the game is between you. I think that at least Joshua's played it and James maybe knows what it is. If Joshua. Played it. Joshua? Vermin Tidal Wave. Vermin oh, Tidal Wave. I'm just picturing nice a real one. big wave of rats. <laughs> <laughs> Vermin Tidal Wave. That is what it sounds like, I guess. So that makes it 4 4 with three <laughs> remaining. Um, this one is a double game, everyone. There's oh, a game yeah. on each half of the word. So it's it's a purple dragon and an MMO creation game. James. Yes, James, straight in there. Spy Roblox. Spy Roblox oh, is. Ka-ching. <laughs> Ka-ching. So with two remaining, it's 5-4 to James. Joshua, you need this one to stay in it. You bitch. It's... It's the lead character from Red Dead Redemption 2, along with someone who gives parts of their body to others. Joshua. Oh. Joshua was first there. Oh, Arthur Morgan Donor. Tis. Arthur Morgan Donor. Well done. Oh. That makes it 5-5. Five, five, oh, so dear. it goes down to the wire. <laughs> oh, go. God. It's a hugely famous FPS and something that you can buy on planes and ships. James, boom, Call yes, of James. Duty free. Whoa! Call of Duty free. 2019 <laughs> is my year, bitches. James, just stop for a minute. Donkey, Whoa. congratulations to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and to celebrate your donkey congratulations, James, as the first one of the year, here yeah. you go. Oh, tingle in my tomorrow, when you open real. your curtains, when you open your curtains at morning, James, and there's a vermin tidal wave coming for you, <laughs> you'll know who did it. <laughs> I'm happy. <sighs> that went well. It went better than I expected. I, I started to break when I thought terminate. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I pulled it back. No, that did go better than I expected. I think those are getting easier for you both. You're getting more used to them. Yeah, the, the first one was an absolute shit show. I can remember saying solid cake. Um, yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff that went on. <laughs> but as said, that gives James the first win of the year. I'm in front. So the current forfeit doer 
is the first off the mark oh, yeah. um, and puts him on a, a win. So that's one point to James, none to me and Joshua. Have we decided what um, that is yet? No, we've not solidly decided. We've definitely got some ideas from what everyone's sent us. It's just a case of, I guess, working out what's best and achievable. And he's actually going to at least put you at some inconvenience or embarrassment rather than things where you're like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I, I get quite embarrassed about many things. Yeah, I know. We're going to try and capitalize on that. So yeah, that's what we're working on, bro. Don't worry. Okay. Moving on. It's a vermin tidal wave. <laughs> um, you two can deal with this how you want to deal with it. Because one of you can read them all this week. I didn't. Yeah, James is. All right. Go on. What? I was going to say I did them last week, but all right, I'll do it. It's up to you too. <clears throat> There's not that many this week because, in fairness, I put it out as a question a little bit late um, and it meant that people haven't had a huge amount of time to reply. Um, I think you've managed to get them all, James. I haven't even checked yet. Oh, um, well. I haven't checked your list. I'll do the highlighted you, ones, James. You've, you've definitely got Twitter ones, you appear to have got Facebook ones, and you've also got Discord yeah. ones. I'll let you roll with it. Um, so this week, because I was really pushed for time and I was trying to think of something, and I was reading an article about the design of the Xbox 360 controller, I decided to ask what everyone's favourite retro controller was. Um, and I decided to quantify anything that's not from this current generation counts for, for the so literally like switch. 360 backwards yeah anything from 360 ps3 era backwards yeah. it counts as uh, for the argument that this is your favorite like non-current controller basically do you remember when we used to fight over the gold nintendo 64 one well funnily enough that it was literally um a tweet when i retweeted it um that is what i said <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't know if you've seen it on I my haven't... On my Twitter, um, but I retweeted our tweet to obviously publicize it a bit. And I put, just keyboard and mouse count with like sarcastic eyes. And then I put, in seriousness though, the N64 controller will always hold a special place in my heart. Using the golden one on GoldenEye was the highlight of our gaming sessions as kids. We used to come up with the theory that you only won because you had the gold controller. If you had the golden one, exactly. And the rumble pack was nearly always in the golden yeah. control as well because yeah. if I remember right, we only had one rumble pack. Yeah, yes, we did. So it was nearly always in the golden control. Yeah. Um, um, so that that is a joint discussion appears to be our <laughs> favorite controller. I'm glad we agree as brothers for once. Joshua, do you want to throw a spanner in the works? I still like the nunchuck for the Wii. Oh, just a nunchuck. No. Just the nunchuck. nunchuck. No, not the bit right. that makes it work. Just no. the nunchuck. The, the normal controller is just like a really fat TV remote, but the nunchuck was the perfect like movement control that you needed for that. Can you not? And it made that? everything work properly. Can you not remember that skateboard just... you got for Tony Hawk's? Yeah, and it was shite. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know if that it counts. Was terrible. Though. Can I just point out, Joshua, while while we're talking about? the nunchuck and me and James bringing up 
an N64 controller. Have you ever seen Your the opinions. nunchuck next to an N64 controller? Yeah. It's the middle. It is it's the, the it's like almost identical yeah. to the middle. They've literally lifted the middle bit of an N64 controller, chopped it and down added a an extra bit. button. Yeah, and gave it an extra button. And then because there's two the on the nunchuck, there was only one on the back of the N64 <clears throat> yeah. pad. But other than that, it's pretty much identical. James, have you ever seen that comparison picture? No, but I, I can see it in my head. Pictured it like it's. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll while while you're reading the questions, I'll send it. You just for, okay. Uh, for um, uh, yeah, that that one, and then when I finally got it, the gold Wii controller for that, I enjoyed that just because it was gold. But I had, <laughs> I got it, I got it with uh, Zelda Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah, and I also got yeah. a little sword and shield peripheral for my Wii remote. So oh, I, I can remember how you were with them, and a sword on the Wii remote. So it was swinging my sword and moving my shield oh, when I was actually playing. It pretty cool. <laughs> Gay as hell. Yeah, but also. <laughs> When you bought it from game and they gave it you for free, you were going to take it home and use it. <clears throat> and it was fun. Yeah. I've only recently, I think it was at the beginning of this year when I threw in some old shit away, I finally thrown that away. Nice. <laughs> the sword and shield thing. <laughs> Moving away from your uh, weird fetishes. Uh, Axel Likaj, is that right? Yes, it's another Paul. Hi, Paul. Many Hi, Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul I'd 3, call we'll call you. Hi, Paul 3. We need to merge that says Hi, Paul on it. Yeah. Um, then all the Pauls can That was it. set from... Be rich, because there's so many That of was them. set from day one, that. Um, his first ever DualShock controller. Yep. The integration with Psycho Mantis Encounter. Do you know what I remember about Psycho Mantis? No, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead, though. Right. Please tell us. <laughs> I, well, I'm questioning myself now on if it's the right, if it is right or not. But um, he's from Metal Gear Solid, isn't he? It's the, one of the bosses from Metal Gear Solid. Oh, can you not remember it's when like, we struggled um, with this question a very long time ago? What, Psycho Mantis? No, there was a question about a, a boss on Metal Gear Solid. And we really uh, struggle. Yeah, with that's it. Fat, Fat Man. Man, though. Fat Man. What? Yes, what? Is. It's 2019, the year of callbacks or something, because that's all we've done all year so far. He's <laughs> referenced old it's episodes. Because we've. Fat Man. All right, James, I get it. It's because we've already <laughs> reached know. peak, so we're just going back to them. Yeah. That's we it. peaked too soon. Well, the reason, the reason I was mentioning him, anyway, I'm going back to that, is. I thought I remembered reading a long time ago something to do with Psycho Mantis can re- could read your PS1 memory card when you used to play it on the old PS1. And it used to do something like be able to tell you what games were on it. I can't remember what it was. It was really weird, whatever it was. Um, and it was something to do with the memory card. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, please I'm help gonna Google remind me. That sounds interesting. I never played that one properly, so... That was a first. That was a first. It's the original Metal Gear Solid on PS One, yeah. and it's some. It was something to do with it understanding what was on your memory card when you were yeah, playing it. Like, I'm googling. You it now. you look that up yeah. while we move on, because I don't. That's the first thing when I when he said integration with Psycho Mantis. That's the first thing I thought of was the memory card, not the DualShock thing. But yeah, uh, Dan Smith 
says my favourite retro controller would have to be my attached joystick. Been with me 30 years and still going strong. Okay. (laughs) His least favourite was the fucking Nintendo 64. Seriously, that that thing was developed by Satan for three-armed Norwich families or just to give you... Carpal tunnel syndrome later in no. life. No, you no, you were using it wrong. Get out. <laughs> yeah, he had his chin on joystick in the middle. <laughs> he had his hands on side. So. <laughs> I used to have to do that. <laughs> Why? There was no game that required that. No, there weren't. It was either you used the middle one on the right side or the middle one on the left side, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, but when or I the middle, was, or the I left and the right. Yeah, you could. You you were always using a combination of two, but it never had to be all three at once. James is now trying to remember (laughs) how a Nintendo 64 control worked 15 years ago when he was trying to play Nintendo 64. (laughs) Probably more than that. Although I never won on Goldeneye. Um, (laughs) That's just because you shit at games. Hey! I'm alright at gun games. Um, Paul Paul Flinders. Mm -hmm. Hi, Paul. Another Paul! Number two, this one. Uh, Well, yeah, second Paul this week. Yeah. Uh, my fave of all time in the competition, or is the competition pro SNES pad? Any any thoughts? I don't know what it? that is. Uh, that well. is, um, it's it's the one. I'm pretty sure it's the one where you could put turbo mode on the buttons. It had loads ah. of switches on it, and you could so you could like turbo mode A button and then slow mode B button. And it was to do with like it. It's a bit like the. It was the first rendition of you know when you used to get that on PS One controllers, and that made it really popular to put turbo buttons on a controller, yeah. so you could just hold the button down and it'd go for you without you having to put the effort in. Yeah. It was like one of the first that did that kind of thing from memory. Well, I think also, that's right. Uh, anyway, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's what that he was. also went on to say. It was transparent and have lo- had loads of turbo switches. So oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Should have really read the rest of the comments. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oops. It was the first third-party controller he'd ever used. Uh, his original broke, so I had to chase up a new one a few years ago. So I imagine that would have been quite expensive now. Uh, possibly, yeah. I've never thought of looking those kind of things up. Yeah. Did you know there was a waterproof one at some point? Was it? As well? Is that for the extreme dribblers while I think... playing games? I'm guessing so, yeah. Or if you wanted to play Nintendo in the bath. <laughs> I didn't I don't know if it was actually called I don't know if it was actually waterproof. <laughs> I just remember it had like water in its name. Uh Dan also said uh, honorable mention is the Dreamcast light gun. That looked like and had the same weight as a Desert Eagle. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Uh, capable of. We never full... had one, obviously. No. Mother would have never allowed that. No. But... no guns in the house, please. Put your Glock away. Uh, that sounded really weird. If uh, anyone it did, continue that. away from it quickly. <laughs> Get out the vice, Joshua. Uh, capable of full <laughs> auto fire. And the top moves back and forth like a Namco light guns in the arcade. I yeah, love them. It was a good... My mate had one. He used it many times. House of the Dead, I think it was. Yeah. Nice play. Great stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, go on. You're allowed to move on to the next question. Well, uh, the next Josh, comment. Joshua yeah, specifically I'm, I'm said these it. ones. I've just been reading the long paragraph that I've pasted into Zencaster about Psychomantis. Oh right, hang on. Oh, what is um, it? oh, oh my god, what god. the fuck is that? <laughs> what have you found out about Psychomantis, Joshua? That might your, help this. He does read your memory card and comments on it. He I also, knew it. He also comments on how you've played the game as well, whether or not you've been uh, seen by enemies and things like that. Oh, uh, I sort of remember that. And that kind of shit, so fun stuff. Is there anything about the DualShock controller? Because I don't remember that being such a key thing. I don't know. I didn't see anything about it. Uh, maybe I need to oh, go back sorry. and like rewatch that battle or something. All right, then, so I'll do the next one, James, so shut up. Uh, Chris Evans, yes, the one that we actually speak to and know, not any of the others. Um, I've always <laughs> loved the Dreamcast <laughs> controller just for how insane the VMU was, <laughs> even though the controller itself was pretty comfortable. For nostalgia alone, though, my favourite will always be the N64. Uncomfortable, yeah, because it was a fat... It fucker. was a horribly uncomfortable yeah. controller. Although having your little, your little chow thing from Sonic on it was pretty cool. Yeah, like the, the little VMU thing. The, I think the problem with that controller is, I'm pretty sure these words have been used on this podcast before by other people, but um, it was a little bit ahead of its time. It tried to be something a little bit ahead of what it was. Yeah. Um, like the Switch is now a really big one of them yeah. controls. I guess in a way it's a little bit like that. And to be fair, the switch, depending on how I'm holding it, does give me a little bit of cramp in my hand. You know, if you're holding it in handheld mode, I need yeah. some of those weird grip things that you put on the back so that you hold it properly and it stops yeah. stretching my hand out. But yeah, the, it was a, it was definitely a cool idea, the Dreamcast. And they tried really hard with the online stuff. It just never really worked for them. They were just a generation too early, I think. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Brett Allen. Uh, my Mega Drive infrared six button pads, uh, wireless gaming decades, decades ago. If you pointed it in the right direction, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the key infrared. there. You need to be pointing it in it. If you move, <laughs> then you're screwed. So. Infrared was great. Or someone walks in front of you. Not only can I not see, you can't use my control. <laughs> yeah, you've ruined everything. <laughs> and I think this is the last one now. Neil Tiffany, the 360 controller is perfection. Right size, right position of all controls, perfect. I agree, you know. I, I agree, and I was very uncomfortable with the Xbox One controller for a while. Until it was the other really? thing I picked um, up. I yeah, prefer that now out of the two. I prefer it yeah, now. Out of the two, I prefer it but, now. But at the time, we were still going back and playing GTA and Black Ops and stuff like that because not everyone had an Xbox One yet. So it was a very mm. weird difference going between the two. It's only a bit longer than new and bulkier the Xbox I don't, One. Is, yeah. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think the grips are as bulky <clears throat> on an Xbox One. I think ergonomically. The Xbox One controller is better than a 360 because I think. Maybe it's to do with the size of my hands or something, I don't know, but I think that when I pick up an Xbox controller, my hands naturally end up like on yeah. the triggers, 
with my thumbs perfectly over the things and that's where they need to be. Yeah, yeah, like, I hate it when PlayStation players say, like, oh, an Xbox controller can't use it because my thumbs aren't in the right place. You said to them, hold your hands out naturally. (laughs) And they hold them out. And then the thumbs are in the place where the joysticks would be on an Xbox controller. Yeah, like, your thumb points up naturally when you're holding the controller, in, in my opinion, which is why... I do find that I also just find it a bit weird having both joysticks. As daft as it sounds, I find it weird having both both, both? <laughs> both joysticks next to each other. It feels like yeah, I, I don't know. Do it feels weird. And I noticed it as soon as I picked up the Elite control for the Switch because that's a very similar layout to an Xbox control, mm. and I noticed it straight away. And there's some very cool things that you can do with a PS4 controller, like the touchpad and stuff yeah. like that, and the fact that the share button is on the controller for if you want to do like screenshots and videos and stuff. There's some really cool stuff you can do with it, but just ergonomically, I feel like the higher joystick on the left feels right for me. Maybe yeah. it's just because I'm that used to doing it for so long. Yeah. But... I don't know. I think PlayStation have got this thing where it's almost become their brand identity and they're a bit worried to change it in a way because the controls have been like that since the very first DualShock. They've barely changed yeah. design, really, have they? And I think that the um, the thing back then was not every game supported DualShock and even games that did support DualShock, you could still control your character with your left thumb on the d-pad instead yeah. of on the joystick so it was like they, a lot of the time they also had the same purpose and it wasn't until later games where dual shock became like this accepted thing that it, they'd started having different functions so at the time it made sense that the joysticks were lower because a lot of games you were still playing with your left thumb on the d-pad whereas now it's such a primary thing i, I don't know they, ju- they just seem very settled in that design which is fine but it's just not for me personally. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, and that's that, isn't it? Did you say that was the last one? I think so. Yeah. 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 It looks Neil, that the way. Last one. We've not had any. We've not had any emergency last minute ones. I don't think. Let me quickly check. Oh, I have Facebook notifications. None of them are our patreons. None of them commenters. are comments. They are. They are likes. Okay. It has been liked. Um, I will actually point out. Um, I'm going to point out Aaron Thomas because that's someone who basically suggested that they might. Well, it was when we were talking about getting art students oh, to draw James in I a life this. skills class, um, and he suggested that he thought that'd be a really good idea, but also for him to come up with some funny artwork for merchandise and i basically said fill your boots if you want to (laughs) if you want to um go ahead and do that and come up with some cool designs i'm happy to work work out a way for us to put our merch for people to get hold of and and obviously him get some benefit out of it as well um so yeah that'd be pretty cool to see if it if it does go ahead so We'll have to see if that does go anywhere, but I just thought I'd mention that because I saw his name like in the picture a minute ago, so I thought I'd bring it up. Um, 
If you are at all interested in following us on social medias, you can do so by following us on Twitter, which is that underscore king underscore thing. You can find us on Facebook by searching for that king thing and giving the page a like. Uh, you can find us on the internet at thatkingthing.com. And on that lovely website, you will find um, our most recent episode, links to different places to listen, links to the Discord, the YouTube, the Patreon, um, and the existing shop and merch for if you're interested in any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, thank you as well. There's been <laughs> since since the episode where we were making jokes about the first bad review we got a couple of a few weeks ago. I've noticed that we've actually had more reviews on iTunes. Oh, nice. So thanks to anyone that's already done one of those in the past. That It's always awesome. But also thanks to the people who have kind of counted the, the spam um, <laughs> review by putting other good ones on there. I appreciate that. Um, I do notice them and read them. Um, I'd also like to point out Lewis's name is not Lewis. It is the French way. It's Louis. Oh, Louis. Right, he sent okay. that on a, on a message at some point. I can't remember where I saw it, but I saw it. Uh, <laughs> and I think that covers everything that I needed to mention. Oh, yeah. If you do feel like reviewing us in other places, there's a link on our website to something called Podchaser, where we have reviews already as well, but it anyone that's willing to leave one there maybe if you don't have itunes you could be nice enough to review us on Podchaser. just head to thatkingling.com scroll down to where the episodes are and you will see the link there to take you to that website where you can review us there as well so if you don't have itunes that's an ideal place to do it instead um on that note i will say goodbye for this week thank you very much for joining us once again um if you've managed 145 so far tell me because that's awesome um and um yeah, we'll see you next week for 146. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. These earphones that I bought recently to replace my old ones are the basiest earphones I've ever owned in my life. Are you having a rave when the music's playing? That song was like a rave for me in my eardrums. (laughs) You're speaking like you're at one as well. You know, you're like, I can't hear! I am at a rave! This music is very bouncy and thumpy. (laughs)